Every time I hear that intro, <laughs> I start laughing in the studio and I'm like, what, Christina, what are you fucking laughing about? Like you're watching your intro. You should be excited. And I just, I get so like, maybe it's like an anxious laugh, but I'm like, are we actually like starting this episode? Laugh? I was yeah. laughing because you were like, my delts out of control. And I thought about that quote from Pineapple <laughs> Express where he's like, I'm a flex and bus out of here when he's oh duct taped. Or, do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. That was my, my first thought. I find every time these episodes start, I find myself staring at the, the camera and I like start analyzing every single <laughs> thing like... about myself. I'm like, why am I, why, why am I like this? I don't, we're both like, I, I don't know. understand. <laughs> well, welcome back to the Fearless as Fuck podcast, you guys. I have my best friend here once again, Megan Jewell. I can't keep her away. I just keep asking her to come back. And that's another reason why we are going to be starting another segue of this podcast. Um, if you guys have not heard us kind of like, pepper it into a few of the podcasts in the past. Mm -hmm. Megan and I are launching a podcast called The Shit They Didn't Tell You, hosted by us. And (laughs) if you haven't gotten it, yeah. (laughs) Um, More of us. And not more of us if you haven't had enough of us already. Um, Not just because we feel like we have really good conversations, but um, I think you guys would really enjoy our conversations as well. So we have decided to make an entire new branch of the Fearless as Fuck podcast in with us. So um, stay tuned for that. I'm excited because there's so many different ways and routes we can go with that. Yeah. Because it, it could be so broad to encompass everything. Yeah. Men, women, adolescents, growing up, adulthood, like everything. 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 And I think uh, one thing that kept me from doing certain podcast episodes or even getting curious enough to talk about certain things is because of like cancel culture and how mm. mean people are with... Um, anyone who has a podcast platform and the things that they say, but yeah. rightfully so, because there are some people who I feel like should not be behind a fucking microphone. Oh. That's just my opinion. <laughs> See, I probably they slammed for saying that, but at the same time, I'm like, who fucking cares at this point? Because it's just opinions, but um, <clears throat> it is a little bit scary because when you do start putting like really bold opinions out there, you have people who want to slam them. But yeah. that's another reason why the lightheartedness of the shit they didn't tell you is great because I feel like we're just bringing to light some stuff that like you don't really see. Like one thing that really got me is, you know how like the lifestyle vlogs are really popular on TikTok right now and like the whole aesthetic, like clean girl energy, or, like all this bullshit. Yeah. And you don't really like... <laughs> You see, like, all this, like, beautiful, like, you know, perfect day in the life stuff, but you really don't see that they've taken all of their dirty fucking laundry and put it to the other room so you can see, like, the aesthetic, their beautiful, clean room, or the mm-hmm. fact that they were disorganized. And so it's, like, kind of like a little bit of a false reality, kind of, sort of. I've heard stories. So, yeah, I just totally went on a tangent about that. But regardless, um, we're going to start talking about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I also haven't seen you in like two weeks, so I think it's I, been longer. Yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, because I I was looking at the I was looking at my phone and looking at the date, and I was like, I haven't been home for three consecutive days for three weeks. That's fucking stressful. I'm tired. Yeah, I'm just tired. <laughs> I mean, it's exciting though, getting to like travel and do things and not be home, but it yeah. also kind of throws you off your groove and your routine, which I personally don't do well with I don't either I thrive on structure I thrive on routine and I had just dialed in like the perfect morning routine daily routine for myself and traveling just it doesn't completely destroy it but it just shifts it right so like 
especially if you're working, you only have time for X amount of things in the morning before you have to head to work. And with the work that I do with TatGas, um, for those of you who don't know, I am a contracted special effects makeup artist for a company called TatGas, who does media and content creation for a number of different companies and brands, primarily in the firearm industry. I feel like I said that really well. That without... I was like, wow. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, I Jim, was ready. <laughs> Jim, I bet you loved that. I hope you're listening right now. I'm going to send him the link. <laughs> Follow them on Instagram. Shout out to Papa Jim. <laughs> I'm just really proud of myself because I usually stutter or I'm like, um, like, um. Yeah. So that was pretty, like, nailed it. I always feel really cool when um, Jim has given me work with Tack Gas because yeah. I am completely oh, yeah. not... Like, related to the firearm industry at all. I just have lots of friends and I'm like, oh, you guys do all this cool shit. I'm just here to help. <laughs> I think that's what's cool about it though because there's a number of people who end up working with them who don't have any experience. And I mean, they will contract people from wherever to be talent for whatever the shoot may be so long as they fit the parameters of what they need. Right. But I think that's the cool part about it is because you meet so many different people from so many different walks of life mm-hmm. with that company. And I've met some some of my closest friends now through that company, it's been, I think almost, I'm coming up on two years of my first shoot with them. So we travel like once or twice a month, wherever, usually like up to Utah, Arizona, sometimes all the way to South Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> it just depends on whatever the shoot is. But. Hardest shoot of my <laughs> life. <laughs> Dude. And that, that shoot though, cause it was in the middle of nowhere at some like decommissioned, like nuclear facility or something Crazy like that, I might be butchering this, but... I'm pretty sure you're right. I'm pretty sure that was actually spot on what it was, which it was is creepy. wild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was cold as fuck. It was the, Those little barracks we had to stay in. I thought... With I, the blankets this big. Yeah. It <laughs> they was, were like an inch thick or and, less. Well, and that's what's crazy is like circling back, like you never would have wound up with this company unless you just like shot your shot with them. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's so cool to me because it, yeah. it reminds me of like people who really don't really go after what they want in life because they're scared to take a chance mm. and you just kind of like went for it and look where it look, look what the experience is it wound up giving you you know what I mean absolutely like it opened so many doors I never thought I would have walked through yeah like working with like video game companies and firearm companies that I personally support and like in my mm-hmm. like off time and then being able to work with them in a professional capacity is kind of mind-boggling to me sometimes when I sit back and I'm like oh I get to experience this on like a monthly basis it's really cool and just everybody within the company is like fucking awesome so well that's cool too because you're (laughs) staying humble and you're staying grateful and that's why things will continue like evolving that way and you wind up in the circles that you should wind up in with those good people with like-minded energy I just talked to Brian Nabavi last week uh who owns Till You Collapse Mm -hmm. and the whole reason I wound up with his company was because I shot my shot that sounds weird. I remember I, that. I went out on a limb. I didn't shoot my shot with him, but I went out on a limb <laughs> for his company. company because I really wanted to work with a company that I felt like I represented their brand. And the Till You Collapse mindset was something that I really, really admired. And I was getting ready to pitch like myself. And I wound up getting scammed by somebody impersonating Brian. And do you remember oh, that? It was crazy. Yes. It was there, there's this thing going on for those of you who don't know. It happens a lot on the internet. I basically added the till you collapse um, clothing brand Instagram, <clears throat> and I immediately, almost immediately, had somebody add me back that said Brian Nabobby, who's the owner of Till You Collapse, but it, I couldn't quite catch it. It had like an underscore at the at the end of the 
Instagram handle name. This person was impersonating him, but these hackers and these like scammers have gotten so good that the account actually looks full. And unless you really go in and you look at the comments, you look at the specifics, it's very easy for it to kind of like go over your head, especially someone who's not savvy with Instagram. And this happened to me once before with another energy worker as well, who actually got fucking money from me, which pisses me off. Um, and this is how I knew about it. But they messaged me and they're like, oh, hey, thank you for the ad. I'd love to add you to my coaching um, like, like group or something like that. Whatever the person is they're trying to impersonate, they take what they do for a living and they try and get money from you essentially. So I was like, you know what? So shitty. This is so frustrating. And at first I had gotten excited because I'm like, oh my God, the company noticed me. No, they didn't. So I sent that information to the actual person and it actually wound up sparking a conversation about the clothing and that's how we got on the topic. And then we wound up talking about microdosing because that's a huge thing in my life. And that's also another company that Brian worked that actually has. So it sparked up a connection Mm -hmm. and we were able to work out an athlete um, agreement to see if I was a fit for his company. And I would have never really made that connection unless... I just took a shot, just like with you with TACAS. You knew yeah. what you wanted to do. You sent it over, and you're like, this is what I do. This is what I can offer, and look what happened. Yeah. So it's, I feel like this quote just applies to all walks of life. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. I know. Wayne Gretzky or it's, Michael Scott. It's, <laughs> you know, it's, choice. <laughs> it's, I think you also have to be in the right frame of mind to take that quote and be able to like not look at it as cheesy because I guarantee you if you said that to somebody who's in like a negative headspace they're gonna be like oh whatever but like it's true though it's the fucking truth Mm -hmm. it's like you don't really get anything by sitting on the sidelines no and And you you might get a hundred no's before you get one yes but you still got a yes yeah so it doesn't matter just ask just send the email send the text ask your question like shoot your shot put yourself out there and somebody will say yes yeah eventually yes, it just it takes, will happen it just takes some time um and i was thinking too because it's not like you just get these opportunities and then the work stops and you get to just like kind of coast through it and breeze through it like even when you get to a destination where you want to be like let's say you working for companies like this now you're faced with things like you're a female in the firearms industry and now you're faced with potential pushback on the internet. You're faced mm-hmm. with um, being called, what are, they, what are they calling you guys? Hold gun on. bunnies? Is that what it is? A, a gun bunny is definitely like a derogatory term <laughs> to, a, you know, maybe a certain individual. Some people like it. Some people don't. I definitely do not want to be categorized as a gun bunny. But somebody, you're going to die. Literally yesterday, somebody commented and called me a commie hag. That was a, that was a new one. I'm sorry, what? I know. <laughs> over there laughing oh i posted a video um because i'm addicted to coffee obviously so yeah do you not you. hear how overly ca- caffeinated i am right now we're like cracked the fuck out <laughs> like i'm gonna shit my pants like <laughs> we drink way too much coffee which is fine i've accepted that about myself there's worse things in life but i posted this video and it was like the the sound here the fuck we go yeah. you know and so i had my coffee and the caption was when starbucks runs out of oat milk oh i saw that <laughs> And so it was just a stupid, funny video, but gotta love the trolls on the internet. And some guy commented, and I don't know what he he said initially, but I just said pipe down. And then he just like went off the deep end and was like, you're a commie hag supporting Starbucks. And I was like, okay, oh, all right. Oh my like, fucking God. Hey, like, whatever why do you, you have say? to go so deep with this? Like, like it's never that serious. Well, it's, it's never no, that serious. No, it's not. But of course, people who troll on the internet don't want you to push back. 
No, because they just, it's more ammunition for them. And they do this in their free time. That is like That's embarrassing me. to me. It is. It's really embarrassing. It's pathetic. It's embarrassing. It's honestly sad, especially when it's like some like 53 year old dude. Like I'm a, I'm half your age, bro. And you are also consuming my content. So yeah. why are you here? Yeah. You <laughs> follow me. <laughs> I almost want to just screenshot the follow back and just like, just yeah. post that, you know, cause I don't follow him. Yeah. So it's like, you're doing this. You're following me. You're pushing my content. You're giving me engagement. You're giving me views, comments, likes. Yeah. But you're, it's just full of negative. It doesn't matter if it's full of negativity or positivity. It's just like that quote. There's no such thing as bad publicity. And that's one thing about social media that you have to accept. If you are going to put yourself out there and try and be some type of quote, influencer, personality. I fucking hate that word. And so do I. It's like instant cringe. Yeah. Like I'm an influencer. (laughs) I influence. It's a, we got to find a better word for that. That's a little less like, um, like Um, self absorbed. Well, it, I, I understand what it means. It, it does sound self-absorbed, but if you, to me, an influencer is categorized by somebody who is representing other brands and influencing their following yes. by what they're doing, which doesn't necessarily sound... Mm. <laughs> it doesn't sound it's, self-absorbed, but when you claim to be an influencer, I think that's where... That's it. When I say that's like, it. oh, I'm an influencer. I quit my job to do this. And it's like... I don't want to say that. I I don't like it. Like social media personality or my brand. My name is my brand. You know, that's another way to say it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I agree. And I think there is a, you can categorize people differently when you see somebody online who has their own brand and bit or business or somebody who's just like an influencer. I hate to say it, but yeah, you can kind of see the difference now on Instagram. When you have a business profile and you select what your niche is, you can just say public figure. To me, that also can kind of sound like God complex. (laughs) I'm a public figure. Yeah. Like what? No, I'm not like what? No, we're not. (laughs) I have, I have a hard time with this. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Give us some I have time. A, I have a really hard time with this. Fuck, there was a topic that I was just in tip of my tongue and I lost it. Um, damn it. I hate when that happens. I really, really hate when that happens. Um, but there was something else we could talk about too because I did want to... Um, I think I wanted to ask you about what it was like going back to being a female in the firearms mm-hmm. industry specifically. And maybe, yeah. that'll, maybe that'll bring up the topic again. But... Um, some things that you like kind of have to deal with that aren't like, no, I don't know for me, like if I didn't know you and I saw everything that you do on social media, I'd be like, Oh, that's fucking cool. Whatever. But I, I think that there's more that you have to like, you're a good person. (laughs) (laughs) You're sweet. (laughs) But I do, but I do, obviously I do know from talking to you that the other things that you deal with, like getting banned from TikTok for no fucking reason Mm -hmm. or dealing with kind of like merging your two personalities from social media. Also being in the firearms industry is probably a little bit tricky. Um, And then also having a husband who is on the other side of things too. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I... When I first started my social media journey, it was in fitness. Remember? Mm, oh my God, this is Years like ago. crazy because I think back to, I just forget. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I, I still like fitness is a huge part of my life. I just don't choose to share that on social media as much as my hobbies like firearms and such. Um, but it's interesting because I am a female. Um, I love to shoot. 
I decided to share that with the internet. And my following, I mean, it's decent, but it started to grow over the years as I was sharing those things. And then I started getting involved with companies that were like-minded and brands that are like-minded. And so that also pushed my following. But it's interesting because we all know that as your following grows, you're going to get negative and positive um, reviews or comments from Mm -hmm. people, right? But the thing is with women in the the 2A community, the firearm community, um, it's tricky. It seems like there's a lot of double standards, um, especially this, this might be an unpopular opinion, but if you're a pretty girl shooting guns, you're automatically a gun bunny. And it's like, okay, like you can, you can say whatever you want about me. Like, yeah, I might post a picture in a bikini with my rifle, but I can also back it up and shoot at the range. I'm not claiming to be the best marksman in the world, but I feel like that's what a lot of like trolls on the internet expect. Like, oh, if you're a pretty girl, you have to be an amazing fucking shot. And it's like, okay, yeah, like I'm a good shot, but I'm not just because I'm posting like videos of me shooting or pictures with my guns or whatever doesn't mean I am the greatest there ever was. And you're not even trying to say that or no. articulate that. But like men especially, because I don't know if I've never had a woman leave a negative comment. It's always a dude. And that's what's interesting to me is like, okay, like, why don't you show me your fucking paper, dude, after you, after you're done at the range? Like, show me your shot. Yeah. Let's see how good you are. You know who brought this up to me? Not necessarily related to, like, the firearm industry. I was on Michael Sartain's podcast, Mm -hmm. and he brought up about um, how women get their accounts blocked very quick on TikTok. I was talking about how it was shadow banned. He's like, you want to know why you got banned, Christina? He's like, because you're pretty. That's I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Like, I, I didn't really dude. understand what he meant. But like, the internet is very quick to shut down pretty women because it offends people. Yeah. it And, offe- and men. I, I still am trying to like wrap I still don't my, understand. But. Yeah, I'm trying to wrap my brain around it because me existing <laughs> should not impose any type of difficulty to your life. <laughs> Like, but that's really your simple existence on the internet as a pretty female who's doing things that are out of the norm rubs people the wrong way. Yeah. And like, if I'm just going to be really blunt, if I was ugly, I don't think I would have the same problem. That's what he said to me too. And I remember sitting here being like, I don't know how to take this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's weird. And I, dude, I know girls who are in the industry as well, who have spoken out and said, I'm not posting my shooting content anymore. I'm not posting um, any firearm-related content anymore, even though this is my niche that I've built my platform on, like my business on. I don't want to post anymore because I'm tired of getting picked apart. See, and that's really fucking frustrating to hear because that's literally getting bullied out of what you really want to do. I did it for a while. Yeah, well, same reason why I fucked up with the podcast for a while. I'll say it. I fucked up with the (laughs) podcast for a while. They all know it. Everyone knows it. We love accountability. I, well, it's true. Like accountability, I, I have to hold myself accountable. I've talked about it on here a couple times. Like it really was just like the um, stupid like peanut gallery comments. Yeah. Like what the fuck is she even talking about? Like who, who the fuck does she think she is kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Half of it was actual real comments. Half of it was my own dialogue. That's you know really what, I mean? what it is. It's, it's our own imposter syndrome. It's our own fears manifesting into thoughts. And it's terrible it's that it can happen like that and the thing is if we're talking about people who are actually saying something those motherfuckers aren't doing anything 
Those are always the people that are never doing what you're doing. They would never put themselves out there Ever. and say, I have a podcast or I, I really want to learn how to shoot a gun. I really want to become better at this. I want to do a competition. I want to do this, this, and this. They're never doing that. They're yeah. just um, couch critics. That's it's, really what it is. It's rough. Yeah. It, it's rough. I found that I found that in so many areas, even like with fitness and stuff like, oh, you must do a shit ton of drugs. Oh, you must be starving. Oh, I could never do that. I'm like, you know what? You're right. You probably never could do this. Yeah. And so, I think, like, I think it's because people like that can't fathom that you have made something for yourself and they haven't done that. Yeah. It's really just like a guilty conscious thing, I think. Yeah. And it's, and it might not even be that that particular person wants to be doing exactly what you're doing, yeah. but it's triggered them in some capacity that they're not doing exactly what they want to be doing, exactly. even if it's another thing. Because obviously not everyone, I'll just put the fitness thing as an example, not everyone's going to be wanted, not everyone is going to want to be a competitor. Right. Not everyone is going to want to be in fitness competitions ever, mm -hmm. but maybe the strength and tenacity it takes for someone to have the ability to stay that committed to a diet, to a plan, to this and that is not the strength and capacity they could have to attack what they want to in their own life. 100%. Or you going into, you know, social media. I could never put myself out there on the internet. Well, no, not everyone could. Yeah. And it's, that's what makes us different from them. Yeah. And that's okay. And yeah. that's, but, and then take it to the fucking extreme. Those people who talk shit to strangers on the internet, like. I just can't help but laugh because like it, it really used to bother me. I used to fucking oh, cry, dude. Me too. Yeah, like there would be it's comments. It's embarrassing. It's well, yeah, because it's like, <laughs> but it hurts. Like, why are you saying this? About you? Like you don't even know me. But that's that's the point, though, is that there's always going to be some little negative naysayer that's going to insert their unwanted opinion. But I remember Wayne, my husband, for those of you who don't know, would tell me this all the fucking time. Their opinions don't pay your bills. And he's so right. It's just yeah. hard in the moment to yeah. compartmentalize that because. It literally is, that's the only truth you need to understand. Yep. And I think the biggest thing is it's a lot easier said than done, but I've been there, done that. And now I'm on the other side of it, that you are making a conscious choice to let this person you don't know, nor will you ever meet affect you mentally and emotionally. I'm not going to give anybody. I don't know the power over mm -hmm. me. I just remember what I wanted to talk to about. I'm yes. so glad you said that. And it ties into what you're saying. So I'm not going to segue too far off of this, but you know the anonymous questions that you can do on Instagram now? I do. I haven't done it yet, but I've seen it done. Oh, okay. So I really, I was like, oh, I know. Hello. <laughs> we both look. <laughs> we both look. Any, anytime there's a camera. Sorry, hello. dude. <laughs> so, anyway, such ADHD. It's insane. Our bodies just Squirrel. automatically were like, <laughs> camera. <laughs> um, so I liked it for one reason because it gave people who are too shy to ask questions to somebody who they follow on the internet for whatever reason, the ability to ask a question. Like I actually got people asking me like, how do you really feel about this, this, and this? Or like, oh my gosh, I've been following your journey. You actually, you really inspire me so much, but I'm too shy to talk to you. And that's really cool. Or they'll yeah. ask questions that they may have felt dumb. Like what are, what are macros? Like, can you explain that? Just because they don't want to put a face behind it. But the anonymous questions have given people who follow you, who like they're just following you for the drama or they're following mm. you to like, I don't want to say like in a negative way, but they don't, they're like mean girling kind of, or like yeah. fake friend kind of at kind of vibe where they have like shit to say to you 
but they won't say it to your face. Of course not. Like <clears throat> I've gotten so many sideways comments on there and it's made, and it kind of brought back those feelings of like, oh, there are people who are following me and just watching, waiting to see me fuck up. They're literally They're, praying on your downfall. Yes. And it, yeah. it was shocking the amount of comments that I would get in those anonymous questions that made me question myself again. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just not going to put these up anymore. I'm like, and then I had the other thought where I'm like, no, don't let that mm-hmm. happen. You don't have to respond to half of these. Yeah. You don't even have to give you, them any type of acknowledgement. You really, really don't. But mm-hmm. it, I, they fucking hurt. Yeah. They, they, they brought back those things, but it made me think of all of this, of what you're talking about. Yeah. And that's, that's where it's hard to kind of push yourself beyond that, where you genuinely are like, I don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah. And I, it took me a while to arrive to that space. But when I realized like, I'm sharing myself on social media, I'm sharing my life. I love shooting. I wanna become really fucking good at shooting. I wanna share my gaming, my hobbies, my relationship to some capacity, right? I know that I'm not perfect and I'm not the best at any of these things, but I'm and you're sure. not saying you are. And I don't need to be. Yeah. I, I really don't. I could be the shittiest person at Call of Duty and still have a great fucking time playing. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty I think too is there's, a, there's like something really cool about sharing a journey that's not perfect anymore. Yeah. Like the It's perfect, realistic. It's realistic. Like somebody, I, well, personally, I would rather see somebody who's going through a journey of learning something and progressively getting better and better. And I got to watch the whole thing yeah. or somebody who I just clicked on their page and they're just everything's perfect. This happened to be good at this. Yeah. All of their photos look perfect. All of their, they're not showing their journey. They're not showing the not so pretty parts of it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And you know what? Like I actually started doing that exactly. Um, within just the last few weeks recently, um, I posted a video of me shooting long range and it was my first time hitting, it was either 11 or 1200 yards. And it was my second time ever doing long range. And so for me, this is only my second time shooting long range. I hit 1,200 yards after a few tries. That's a fucking victory to me. Mm-hmm. And also, one big thing for me is when I'm filming myself at the range or I'm shooting, that's a great way for me to realize what I'm doing wrong and to see mistakes that I may not see in the moment right. because I don't see myself, right? And so I posted the video and I realized after a few comments, a few people were like, oh, you're trigger slapping, da 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 And trigger slapping means that you aren't following through with your your trigger finger, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. So you basically just like pull the trigger and just release. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to slowly pull until it shoots and then slowly release. Mm -hmm. It helps you with your shot, um, your follow-up shots. Right. So you don't have to redo everything, right? right? Re-aim and all that jazz, just to make it simple for anybody listening who may not be into that. Um, And I got a bunch of comments and at first I was like, fuck you guys. Like my ego just inflated immediately. And I was like, okay, wait a second, Megan. You did do that. You did slap the trigger a few times. Yeah, you got the shot. But now, next time you go to the range, you're not going to do that. And it's going to be that much easier. And so I commented back because one guy left a, he was like being condescending about it. And I responded with, hey, thank you so much. I'm super open to learning. I don't mind admitting my mistakes. So thanks. I'm going to fix that the next time I go. And I edited my caption saying, hey, I slapped the trigger the, the first few times. But now I know next time what not to do, and I'm going to be that much better. Yeah, and with that, what are they going to say back to you? They can't fucking say anything because they're only expecting you to to be defensive. And, I mean, 
I think that's growth mm-hmm. too because it's it doesn't have to, you don't have to come back at them with criticism because like you said you are putting yourself out there on the internet it kind of comes with the territory yeah that doesn't it, it's shitty because that doesn't mean somebody should be condescending to you in the way they say things yeah. but if you come back with it like that that's they shut the fuck up. Yeah. I realized that very quick with my fitness videos too. And some people genuinely are trying to be helpful. I don't want to. That's different. Yeah. That's totally different. But yeah, fitness is a really, really easy way for people to just troll the fuck out of your page because it's you do one little thing wrong or maybe your form was a little off or maybe your body's not completely perfectly proportioned. Nobody's is, right? And yeah. And people just pick it apart. And those are always the people that are never going to compete that are never going to be serious in the gym, that are never going to do the things that you're doing in their own lives. Yeah. What gets me is when, especially when I'm getting closer to show, because obviously like my body's looking way different yeah. and that body is a rental. Like that's how my coach explained <laughs> it to that. me. And at first I didn't like to hear that because I'm like, no, it's not. It's mine. He's like, but how it looks in those last, especially those last like two weeks or so, you get to borrow that and you have to give it back. Yeah. I'm like, you're, you're right. You're fucking right. And that's when people will come out with the comments. Cause I look a little bit more jacked all of a sudden. I look really shredded and I'll, I'll start posting like the before pictures and stuff and like the transitions. And they're like, wow, steroids. Wow. Manly. Wow. You're a dude. Like I'm like, <laughs> have you, I mean, I'm sorry, but have you not been around for the last 16 weeks while I ate chicken, rice and vegetables and oats every fucking day or like yep. the countless amounts of cardio, countless hours of cardio I'm doing to achieve this lower body fat percentage like no I didn't just fucking inject some steroids and all of a sudden have this body like I'm working for it and of course I instantly want to fucking defend myself but yeah. I've, I'm starting to realize I'm like I don't fucking care Yeah. like I really don't fucking care what anyone has to say anymore As and not even in, in a mean way I'm just I'm personally too nice of a person I'll never change that for the right people but I've noticed where it's like can I know I've noticed where it can fuck with you yeah. Even working in the nightclub industry, mm-hmm. some of the comments from like different kinds of women, even oh coworkers, I'm, I'm just sure. like, I'm going to fucking lose it because people are very quick to talk about other people when they, when there's nothing to talk about. So yeah. I'm learning where to hold my tongue. I'm learning where to like put my ego aside and that's definitely helped, but fuck man, it's very quick when it, it can be very easy to react especially when it's coming from a topic that's sensitive or close to you like this is your career shooting is like part of your not even part of your life it's like a huge part of your life yeah so if somebody wants to attack that your ego's gonna be very quick to be like fuck you yeah (laughs) first first of all (laughs) yeah it's it's so true and i think that's where the you mentioned physical tenacity earlier that's where physical and mental tenacity comes into play because you have to be so driven and so motivated to just accomplish the shit that you want to accomplish in life and have thick blinders and earmuffs. Like bulletproof. Yes, that don't allow any room for unwarranted opinions or negativity. And it's easier said than done. Because they don't pay your bills. They don't. And they're not going to help you reach your goal. That's, that's honestly even more important. Like it's not even about like the money, those opinions, like, yes, those opinions don't pay your bills, keep doing what you're doing for your career and don't let anybody get in the way. But those personally, those negative thoughts, opinions, whatever it is, are only going to bring you down or like slow you down. Yeah, absolutely. It's just not worth your time. No. And it's, it's taken both of us a number of years to reach that point. A hundred percent. And I'm just happy we did though, because now doesn't it feel nice knowing that you can post 
whatever you want to post on any social media platform and know that it's going to reach people that it's going to help. Yeah. Fuck all the negativity, but you are helping women, men, whoever in the niche, in the industry that you are in and you're helping people in some capacity, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I think that's the best part about it. And knowing that you're most likely helping more people than not. Right. If you look at the comments and the ratio, you're going to have always have more positive comments than you will negative. And that's enough to keep me going and driven and sharing my life because I know whether it's just making somebody laugh or helping somebody with some type of confidence because I, I just personally don't give a fuck about what people think about me anymore. If I could help somebody in, in any capacity, then I've won. It's the truth. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. And also remember that let's say you have like 20 comments, 18 of them are good, two are fucking terrible. Yeah. There's still a lot of people who are consuming your content, who you're helping, who don't speak up. Yeah, exactly. I think most people- Most won't speak up. Yeah, because let's say you have 100,000 followers and you get 100 comments. Yeah. How many other people saw that and thought something and just didn't say it? Yeah. It's most likely on the more positive than the negative side. And yeah. regardless, we're not going to know. It doesn't matter. But it that's really how I matter. like to think about it. Yeah. And that's what I've had to remember with all of this, too. And that's another reason why I think the topics with the shit they didn't tell you podcast is going to be great because yes. it's stuff that people don't really want to talk about or maybe don't even want to ask about. Yeah. And it when we were we were Megan and I were talking about this before we started rolling this audio and about getting this podcast started. And she's like, yeah, I'll, we can use the graphic we made. I'm like, we made a graphic. When did we? <laughs> When did we fucking make a graphic? And she's like, yeah, like a year ago when we were on the plane back from South Carolina and we talked about starting this podcast. I'm like, oh my God, like why didn't we fucking start it? Like I I almost forgot that we were that far along. And that also reminded me that I have like a Google Drive folder of inspiration from this podcast Mm -hmm. for this one that I haven't even touched because who fucking knows? Like I'm just... I. I went through that like self, self, <laughs> self doubt phase. Yep. I've been like there. The over caffeinated and fearless podcast. <laughs> is what this, we're renaming Literally. this. Jesus Christ. Um, but we'll yeah. Sponsored it, by a coffee company. Just oh wait. my God. Dutch bros. Dutch we bros. We need you. <laughs> Black Rifle, Starbucks, whoever <laughs> wants. We have space and time. <laughs> yeah. We'll just see how caffeinated you can get us. And then we're going to get on a podcast. We can do like what John and Adam did and just stay on the podcast for 24 hours. I would and just <laughs> totally do that. I really would. I'd be cracked the fuck out of my mind. Yeah. Black Happily. Rifle, we have an email for you. Yeah, I'm pending. pending. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that will be very exciting. I'm trying to think if there was anything else that I really wanted to talk about with you because I think we just fucking flew well, through that shit. <laughs> I like that though because I feel like just the natural and organic banter is... Uh, relatable at least that's what i like to listen to on podcasts we did have a topic we didn't touch it did we not even a little bit we're in a completely different area code so if you want (laughs) we can talk about relationships (laughs) football that was the topic today (laughs) um more specifically uh relationships and differing interests with your partner I'm dead. Yeah. Okay. Well, (laughs) I wrote it down. (laughs) Um, okay. Football season. Fuck. Yes. Okay. I, I love this. I love this because we're on two exact opposite ends of the spectrum. And I think like 
that's what I love about our friendship is that we're into the same things and then we're not. We're yeah. And you know what? The closest thing I can say in relevance to football is I've wanted to be an NFL cheerleader for like my entire life. You and I've auditioned can. I I'm Raiderette. But oh. Hey, if you want it. Uh, I think my body's I just haven't been dancing in a long time. And that's you know what? That just goes back to all this other shit too. You and just stuff. Gotta do it. I need to get back involved in for those of you who are listening who are kind of new to my life, I was a competitive dancer my entire life and I auditioned for NFL cheer teams for years. The very last time I did, I actually made it to finals for Charger Girls, which was so fucking exciting. Mm -hmm. Um and then my life just went other directions with business and stuff like that. But don't ever give up on stuff that you really want to do. That's still something that I could potentially dabble in. But as far as football goes, that's as much as I know. And I just like watching football. I never, I was, a, yeah, I love watching the dancers. But no, really, I actually yeah. love going to like live sporting events. I think I love the energy. I love everything. I just never followed sports at all, which yeah. obviously it's hard when you have like a boyfriend who's into sports. Yeah. Um, if they're really into it too. Yeah, so I am the opposite. I'm like heavy, heavy into sports. <laughs> like when, just, just to give you a little brief history, growing up, I'm from Ohio. My entire family's from Ohio. We are diehard, runs through our veins, Buckeye fans. Ohio I don't State even Buckeyes. know what that would be like. That's how like, I'm excited far, right now. detached My I heart's have been beating faster. <laughs> By just talking about it. <laughs> I have goosebumps. I'm kidding. But I I just grew up with that every single Saturday during football season, the game was on. And it wasn't just the Buckeye game. We would watch every single college football game on Saturdays. And then Sundays were for pro football. Mm -hmm. And then you have baseball. Cleveland Indians. We were huge fans of the Cleveland Indians. We still are. The Browns, I have a lot to say about that, but, um, we're still diehard Browns fans. Um, like basketball. I mean, we, I like to root for the Cleveland Cavaliers, but I'm more of a, like a player kind of girl. Like I grew up with LeBron James. And so we've followed him for every team that he's been on. But with all of that being said, pretty much every genre of like the main sports that are televised, tele, televised, <laughs> televised. I was close. Um, new word that are televised has been in my life regularly. And so this is a great example of my life without sports. 2020 was a fucking hard year because there were no fucking sports on. And Wayne and I were just like, what do we watch? It's like when Game of Thrones ended. What do you watch on Sunday nights? You just yeah, don't know just, what to do with yourself. It becomes a part of your life, especially like you said, you grew up with it. Yeah. I never grew up with it. Yeah. So it's like, I can't relate I mean, not that I think it's weird, but I'm like, man, people are really diehard when it comes to sports. Yeah. And I think one thing that really connected me, especially to college football, because that's my number one is the Ohio State Buckeyes college football team is my number one game um, sporting program that I will always watch consistently on, on Saturdays. And my dad is also a huge Buckeye fan. So that was something that we bonded over. We would decorate the entire house in Buckeye paraphernalia and... <laughs> It would be an event. It was a production watching the game. And we would scream and yell and like the TV would be at full blast. We'd get a six pack of beer. It was just a thing that I did with my dad. And my mom was into it too. My brother is definitely into sports, but it was really like a thing with my dad and myself. And so even still to this day, I'll text him uh, right before the game starts. And in Ohio, they do this thing where 
if you say OH, the next person has to say IO. Yeah, you know what it is. <laughs> yep. And you got to do the letters too with your arms. But I would text my dad that I still, I just did last Saturday, every single Saturday. We'll, we'll chat throughout the game. Um, I have the app on my phone, so I always know when they're playing what the score is. And that's where that, like, just love and passion came from was bonding with my dad over that. And even when I first started dating Wayne, one of the first conversations we had on our first date was about the Ohio State football team. <laughs> and uh, he was, I'm going to say this confidently, was a Miami Hurricanes fan. And we're not going to go into huge detail because I could literally talk about this forever. <laughs> but back in either 2001 or 2002, the Miami Hurricanes and the Buckeyes were um, at the national championship together. And so it's a very controversial game, the ending, the fourth quarter. So the Buckeyes won. A lot of people think that they shouldn't have won. There's a few calls made. So starting off, it was tied. They went into overtime. The Buckeyes had a holding call. It was against them when Miami was trying, was when they were, they had the ball. There's a holding call against the Buckeyes. It didn't get called, right? So, wait, or no, that was the opposite. No, you're right. I'm right, <laughs> right? Keep going, yeah. Okay, so I just want to, because I haven't, I haven't watched that game in so long, so I'm trying to make 20 years ago, you're fine. Yeah, I was a child. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, were I you was alive? A <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was not called. But there was also a pass interference call in the end zone that was not called, and it resulted in the Buckeyes winning. And so a lot of people thought that the, the Hurricanes should have won, However, it can go either way because the first call, if the holding call was made, they would have gotten the touchdown and it would have been game over. Buckeyes would have won, but then they went into overtime and so the Buckeyes did end up winning, but they should have gotten a pass. No, it was the opposite because the pass interference call was supposed to go against the Buckeyes. The holding call was against the Hurricanes that was never called. Remember? See, love I'm going to have you on Gridiron Junkies. I was like, I, I love that. How... podcast. We're I'm doing down. this. I'm down. I love how much detail you know about Time this. Time and place, man. I will be there. <laughs> But yeah, so the holding call against the Hurricanes was not called by, it was blatantly obvious. He grabbed his jersey and yanked him down. And so that would have resulted in a first automatic first down, which would have put the Buckeyes in their red zone. They would have, they would have won the game, but it got pushed into overtime. And so long story short, that's why it's a huge controversial game. And so Wayne and I first started talking about it and he was like, oh, who do you like? And I was like, I'm a diehard Buckeye fan. And he gave me this look. I know what look he gave you. And I because I, I, I know Wayne. Yes. And I looked at him and I was like, do not tell me you're a Michigan fan because this relationship will probably be over. And because Michigan, um, Ohio State is like the, one of the, probably the biggest rivalry in college football. Goes back like a hundred years. And he was like, No, no, no. I'm like, okay, we're safe. Okay, I really like you. <laughs> and um, he was like, I'm a Hurricanes fan. And I just look at him like, we can have this conversation. I'm ready. My dad prepared me for this when I was like nine years old. <laughs> and so we, we chatted about it, but I, that's, that's how passionate I am about sports because that was my life growing up. And even in my adult life, doing hair, working at the pool, I always worked on Saturdays and it was hard for me, believe it or not, because I love watching the game live. And so now that I don't work on Saturdays anymore, every weekend is football all weekend long. I think there's an importance of sticking to some of those things that make you feel good mm -hmm. and making sure that that doesn't happen. Like I personally am miserable when I work Sundays, Oof, Yeah. even during the fall. And I am not like you. I just like 
being around for the fucking potlucks. Yeah. And I'm a great supporter. I <laughs> Whether you like it or not, it's yeah, fun. It's fucking fun. There's something about the energy. How would you advise someone who's a female? Because I feel like this is more so for females, but yeah. because there's more men who are like mm -hmm. really diehard sports fans. How would you advise them in their relationships to show up as a support system for somebody who has a passion that's not theirs? Football yeah. or not football. Let's say it's shooting guns. Let's say let's say you were not in that 2A community and Wayne was just it. You know what I mean? I would say try. Yeah. Try for your partner because it's the same on the opposite end. Yeah. That they are doing things for you that they're not passionate about. And that's... What makes a great partnership, in my opinion, is if you are willing and open to try new things that you may not like, you may not even enjoy, but you're trying trying it for the love that you have for your partner. And yeah. I think that's so incredibly special. Do you think it's a red flag if a partner shows you their passion for something and you are just like a hard, I am not going to get involved with that. Like you're on your own, like enjoy that. I'm not going to show any interest. Like, is that a red flag for you as the person by feeling that? Or are you just like being stubborn? So I think that's a great question. I personally think it's a red flag because I would never say that to Wayne. Yeah. If he said like, hey, I want to go do underwater basket weaving. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, get me a snorkel. Like, let's try it. Yeah. Because I... I'm going to be a little cheesy here. I love him so much. I don't Blech, care what <laughs> Rose. I don't care what it is. If it makes him happy, by transitive property I'm going to be happy. Yeah. Well, there's something to be said about seeing your partner happy, yeah. and if you can't see them like light up in their element, maybe you're not the right person for them. Right. Like let them go thrive and like you're, you're, well, you're doing both of yourselves a disservice, I feel like, by that. I agree. Because you're, first off, the person who's not partaking in whatever the activity is, I think they're being closed minded. Yeah. Because you never know until you do. And even if, let's say, like, well, I'm trying to think of something that Wayne doesn't really do anything that I don't like. But, oh, well, actually, no, this is a good example. So Wayne has ridden motorcycles for a long time. I never in my life rode a motorcycle, not even a dirt bike. Um, I was the lame girl that rode a quad because I didn't know how to ride a fucking dirt bike. So I had a four-wheeler when I was growing up. But, you know, my brothers dirt biked. and My brothers, I have one. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. My brother dirt biked. <clears throat> Anyways, so he was like, hey, I really want you to learn how to ride a motorcycle. I want to get bikes together and I want to ride together. And at first I was like, okay, that sounds cool. And so I bought a bike. I bought a Harley before I could even ride. I mean, I can ride like a bicycle. <laughs> So I was like, well, it can't be that much different. You just clutch and shift, whatever. And it's definitely different. Um, so I took a course at Harley. I got my motorcycle endorsement. Um, and I can ride. I rode my bike. We'd go out on the street. I'd ride it. However, I, I, I want to be good at riding bikes. I really do. And I'll get there one day. But I'm taking my sweet ass time because this, we're talking about like potential life and death. This is like a vehicle. Like yes. <laughs> you are exposed. Like a vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> 
Not this is a vehicle. Like, yeah, it what two thousand like a thousand pounds. What I don't know what a bike weighs. It depends, but like you know, like six hundred plus pounds maybe for like okay. a big bike. Ten thousand. Ten thousand pounds. <laughs> you know when like you go to make an accusation, like a like a thought about what something could weigh, and it's like way off. Like yeah, in same. my mind, yeah. I don't even know what a motorcycle could weigh. But I thought about that when you were explaining. I'm like, what if it falls over? And I know that sounds so stupid, but I'm like, <sighs> so it's. One thing about motorcycles that's really amazing is the technology that they have that keeps the bike on two wheels is fucking incredible. Yeah. So you may fall over. You may take a spill. It's going to be a little work to get the bike up, but it's not incredibly difficult. Yeah. They teach you a way like you, you have to push it from behind. Right. So you're not breaking your back. You use your legs and push it up. Comes right yeah. back up on two wheels. Well, I guess what I mean by all of that, too, is like you could say, oh, I'll just go ride a motorcycle. Like th this is it's something to take seriously. Absolutely. You know, it's not just like I'm just going to go do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. And like one thing that for me I had a hard time with was um, you have to be careful with how you break. Um, you have to learn how to like rev match when you shift. And so those things were a little tricky for me. Like, for instance, if you're if you're going, you're accelerating and you only use the front brake to stop, your wheel is gonna spill out and you're gonna take a tumble over the handlebars. So you have to know that balance of like front and rear brake. You can't, you're not supposed to rather use your front brake when you're turning because of the same reason. So like those little things I started to get in my head about and I started to get really nervous and I eventually told Wayne like, hey, I will continue riding, but for now, I think this is more for you than it is for me and I gave it my best effort I bought a fucking Harley. Like that's a pretty good effort, right? <laughs> but that, and that, not to be on a super crazy tangent, but going back to what you were saying, I did my absolute best. And even though that hobby may not be for me as much as it is for him, I'm still going to try. And that's, I mean, that's cool though. That, that shows a lot of effort. Yeah. I just, I think what got to me is people who shut down their partner's passions just because mm -hmm. they can't be as open-minded to like enjoy it. Yeah. I remember I used to ask my ex to um, take a dance class with me. Yeah. I didn't need him to be the best dancer. I didn't need him to be a professional dancer. Fuck, I didn't even need him to like go out social dancing with me. I just wanted him to take one class with me so like he could maybe dip me in our kitchen. Like something like, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm, I'm fucking serious. Like that's all I wanted. Yeah. I just wanted some like little romantic bonding time he wouldn't it go. was a hard fucking no every time and i was just like you know you're it, it it became more than about like how do i say this like it wasn't even about the dance at that point it was like him shutting down the idea that there could be an experience that we could have together that mm -hmm. fucking bugged me and that is a red flag yeah it's the principle and it, i mean look what happened like yeah. it those kinds of attitudes um, tumble over and have like domino effects into other areas when you're that shut down with your partner I feel like it's it's not just about that small little thing you're going to see that attitude and that effort or that lack of effort let's just say or yeah. lack of open-mindedness <clears throat> in a lot of areas and you're not going to have that support so I think what you guys have and what you guys do that's a great example of like putting your best foot forward. And if it's not great, it's not great. Hey, he could have even come with me and like, you know what? I feel really awkward. That was really uncomfortable for me. And I would have been like, thank you so much for attempting. And that's the thing is you tried. That's it. You, you said without saying, 
I care about what you like to do and what makes you happy, even though I may feel like a fool or I feel like I have two left feet. I'm still going to yeah. try because I care about you. Yeah. And even if, like, like I said, if it's something that made even them uncomfortable, if they can articulate that, that's so much different. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example, but like if my boyfriend pulled me into something that I felt totally awkward or unsafe or uncomfortable, or I would basically tell him like, I don't feel good about this. Like, I want to be here. How can I support you in this, but not be that involved? Yeah. Because I'll feel comfortable like that. I like, I'll feel comfortable on the sidelines yeah. kind of thing. Absolutely. But you have my support. Yeah. That's, and that's, and that's really what it is. It boils down to supporting your partner and just putting your best effort forward when it comes to the things that they like to do, whether it's dancing, sports, riding motorcycles, dirt biking, shooting. It could be anything. I think it's just the effort that has to be there. And without that, yeah, I I couldn't really respect that because I would do it for them. And that is one thing that I would expect to be done for me. Yeah. In a partnership. I think so too. Mm -hmm. What was what else did we want to touch on that subject? Um that's all I wrote down. Okay. I think that <laughs> one sentence. I think I think that was it. <laughs> that that I've was never, it. Yeah. I've never really talked much about like relationships on the podcast or even like my views on like relationships because it wasn't really like a relationship podcast yeah at all but i think like with the shit they didn't tell you kind of stuff like what goes into good relationships mm. or what comes from like bad relationships that's like some that's some good topics for sure absolutely because everybody can relate to that and we've all been through it in one way shape or form there yeah. was there was one little nugget that i wanted to introduce what that i want i love that word nugget i know me too <laughs> It could go for anything, really. Um, but this is an idea that I had. I don't remember if I told you, but I thought about it and I was like, that would be cool at the end of each episode. What? To do. I'm intrigued. Unpopular opinions. Ooh. Okay, give me one. I don't think avocado is good. What? I know. Unpopular opinion. That's like, it is green mush. You don't me. like avocado. What about guacamole? I like guacamole. Okay, that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> There's flavor. <laughs> and it's so funny because like I would get that reaction like, oh my God, she's a heathen. Like you she's don't like, heathen. and especially living in LA where avocado is like the bread and butter of your existence. Like I didn't like it. I just think it's green mush. It doesn't taste like anything. They're expensive as fuck for green mush. And it's every a healthy fat, <laughs> Megan. <laughs> everybody would shit on my existence for thinking that but I thought I remember because I thought that about blows avocado. my fucking mind and I thought I'm like this is not that good it's just okay but and for being like $15 to be spread on a piece of toast <laughs> I don't understand so you don't like avocado toast that, like, that blows your mind it has to be very well seasoned wow what about guacamole toast Oh my God, this blows my I mind. I can get on board with okay, that. Okay, what if I, this isn't, the, I don't, this is not my personal opinion. But what if I told you <laughs> I didn't like oat milk? You know what's really funny? Because <laughs> so, I, I know you would want to like slap me if I said that to you. Shit on your existence? <laughs> yeah. So I was on, a, on the trip to Orlando and my friend Alex was drinking coffee. And I was like, here, Alex, try this oat milk. And she tries it and I'm like, looking your at her. Face. Like your life is about to change. And so I'm sorry, I'm yelling, but I was so excited. And even her other friend, Rachel was like, yeah, you're going to love it. And we're, it's like a cult. Like we just fucking love it. 
And and it's the truth. And so we're just standing there like wide-eyed, like, what's she gonna say? This is like everyone in LA about avocados. Yeah. And so Alex drinks it, and she's like, I just don't think it's that good. It's it's kind of like it's not creamy enough. I feel like it's but, kind of watery. And we were like, did she say what did she think she said? Like we're <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening? Everybody likes oat milk. And so it was so, that's funny because that you asked that this literally just happened, but I would feel the same that you feel about avocados. And I think that's why the unpopular opinions. I think this is great. I think that's a good topic to finish the episode on. And we need to hear yours now. What's your unpopular, unpopular opinion? opinion? I love pineapple on pizza. Ooh. I love it. I Ooh, fucking love it. Controversial. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't like Hawaiian pizza. I think that's disgusting. So the only difference there is ham. I don't like ham. Do you like bacon? Yes. All right. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking <I'm> dead. dead. <laughs> Same. Do we think we're funnier than Same. we actually are? <laughs> There's probably like 20 people listening to this, like not laughing. <laughs> As I'm crying, <laughs> we literally can't breathe. Okay, so we're gonna st- we're gonna st- yeah. I, I love, think that's a good I way lo- to end it. I love bacon. I hate pork. Okay, bye. Just <laughs> okay, I can I can agree with that though because I love bacon, but I don't choose to eat pork anywhere else. Yeah, <clears throat> and I don't God, feel like ham belongs on pizza. No, it doesn't. But pineapple does. <laughs> sausage does. <laughs> okay, bacon and sausage. Yeah. Does. Well, I think that's great. Okay, unpopular opinions to end the episode every time. We're going to bring to you the Shit That Didn't Tell You podcast. We're, let's just fucking start it this month because I'm, I'm so, I'm so fucking... Yes, next week I'm so, right. I'm, so sick of, <laughs> I'm so sick of doing this to ourselves. So stay tuned. We're going to launch this. Make sure to follow both... Uh, I almost said make sure to follow both Christina and I. Make sure to follow both <laughs> Megan and I on Instagram. I'll leave her handle right here. And we'll see you guys next week. Oh. <laughs>